Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Streets of Rage on Sega Genesis. Streets of Rage was developed and published by Sega and released in Japan in August of 1991, in North America in September of 91, and in Europe, October of 91. Oh, nice. Month after month after month. That's how they need to do it, man. So congratulations, pal territories. Yeah. Now, this game was directed by Noriyoshi Oba, and he was the planner on Wonder Boy and Monsterland. Oh, okay. So... I don't know that... <laughs> I don't see a lot of crossover, yeah, but, yeah. you know. He also directed the Super Shinobi series, in addition to all of the Streets of Rage games. Mm, okay. Now, this game was also ported to the Game Gear and the Master System. Yeah, I didn't check it out on Master System, although I'm kind of curious, but... Well, I'm pretty sure the Master System release was for uh, Europe and Brazil only. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, Brazil yeah. <laughs> has a very special place uh, in the... Master Systems history because they were able to manufacture the system in country, mm-hmm. which due to their tariff system uh, made it the only console that was like exp- that was affordable affordable or... at the time. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, they got a lot of ports of games that were Genesis and Super Nintendo games. Well, I know but on the Mega Drive. Yeah, and still like hardcore community to this day. They still they still make old games for it, like cranking them out. I mean, they do that for a lot of different systems, but yeah. specifically Master System Brazil. Now, as many people know, this game was pretty much Sega's answer to the Double Dragon series. Right, right. And even, I would say, the like Final Fight, Final Fight series. Yeah. And in turn, this was a one-upping of both of those. Yeah, well... Um, for one yeah. very important reason. Two-player simultaneous play. Yeah, that's true. That's a big part of any of those games. To me, that is an essential part of the brawling experience. And that's what really, to me, sets Streets of Rage apart from those other games. Sure, yeah. I mean, I spent most of my console days playing Double Dragon, you know, on the Master System because my friend had it. Mm -hmm. It was two players, even though, you know, it might not be the most technically sound one, but two players, man. Oh, I I didn't even realize that. I'm just so used to the NES version. Yeah, it's very similar, but two players. That was awesome. It lingers, man. <laughs> that's like my new favorite. That's my new favorite sound effect. So, Nick, what kind of game is Streets of Rage? Uh, Streets of Rage is a side-scrolling. Uh, it's a beat 'em up brawler, three-quarter you know? view. Yep, yep. Would uh, be my definition. You know, um, I think the only other one we've done on this podcast so far would be uh, Turtles in Time. Yes. So, um, you know, cut from the same cloth. Definitely. And in this game, you are not just one character. You have your choice of three characters. Yeah. Or if you're playing a two-player game, you each get to choose a different character. Mm -hmm. And those characters are Adam Hunter. He's pretty cool. (laughs) Yes, he is. He's uh, the one in yellow there. And each character has what is three statistics associated with it. Yeah, yeah. A uh, power, a jump, and a speed. Yeah, which are pretty approximate, but, Mm -hmm. you know. And apparently Adam is the... uh, power jumper he's got a medium speed but his power and his jumper at the top yeah um and i mean i know at least part of it is the jump you know height mechanics and, and distance but he also i'm pretty sure i don't know if his range on his he has a big long kick mm-hmm. when he, you know much better than uh axel stones but now i don't see how that the the jump would really make much difference the range on it I mean, I, yeah, very little, but there's not, you know, it's, this isn't a platforming game. So, you know, really and we'll get to the jump here in a moment. But um, next up, we have Axel Stone and, you know, he's, he's your blonde, yeah. bandanaed <laughs> Street Fighter kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he is a faster and more powerful character, but with a little less jump. This was the guy I ended up playing with the most, actually. OK, I was an Adam Hunter guy. That's who I played with. I 
you know, I mean, I kind of bounced around between them all, but when I was finally like, all right, I'm making a run. Okay. I didn't do it because I was like, I think Axel Stone's the best. He just happened to be the guy. I was just going through, taking turns. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I, I got a shot to beat this. So I'm sticking with him. Okay. And then, uh, well, last but not least is Blaze Fielding. And Blaze is also, I think, possibly a first for the brawling genre. A female. Yeah, yeah. A uh, woman. And she is in red. And her uh, statistics are that she has a great jump and speed, but the lowest power. Yeah. And, I mean, they all have slightly different, uh, you know, all their standard attacks and such are all varied, you know, between the three of them. Right. I think we should get to that here in uh, just a moment. Or should we do that now? Uh However, any way you want it, man. All right, well, let's talk about it right now. First off, uh, everyone can jump. You know, you either jump straight up if you tap the button, or if you press a direction, you'll jump in that direction. Yeah. But this is not what I would call Mario jump exactly. No. You're not going back in your jump. No, you do get a little leeway, but not much. Yeah, you can kind of play with how far you go, but again... There's really never a point in this game where you have to jump as far as the platforms go, you know. No. It's all it's all during attacking. It's yeah, it's just for jump kicks basically. Yes. Now, the main attack is your A button or whatever. Mhm. And if you just tap it, you're going to do your normal attack. Yeah, and if you uh keep or your you know, the thing is is actually you change your button layout. You can choose it in the settings. That's true. You can so. which is nice. Uh but um you uh yeah, you just whatever your attack button is, you know, you can plug away. If you start hitting guys, that's when you'll go into like a combo kinda, or they mm-hmm. call it flurry in the manual where oh, okay. you can get like three or four hits depending. And uh this is one strategy I would use a lot is you know, it's, it's a timing-based kind of thing. So yes. if you keep pausing and waiting while you're hitting them, mm-hmm. you won't complete the combo to the knockdown hit. So yes. you can just keep punching guys to, you know, if they take, have a lot of life. Yeah. Now, so there are about three different, three or four different things you can do when attacking, even though you only have the one attack button and a jump button. Mm-hmm. Your third button is uh, for the special attack, and we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. But the different attacks are based on, you know, how many taps you do in a row. So if you do... uh just one tap with Adam, you get like a jab with Axel, you get a stronger one. And uh, with blaze, you get like a karate chop. Yep. Then if you tap a bunch of times, that's kind of like your flurry then I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course they're different strengths based on the person's power. Yeah. But I think they're all a four hit combo. Essentially. Yes. So uh, Adam does a couple punches an uppercut and then a kick. Uh, Axel does two jabs, a body punch, and a knee slam, which yep, is pretty yep. devastating. Oh, yeah. But the best is Blaze. Uh, yeah. Because uh, she does two horizontal chops, two kicks to the stomach, and then a backflip. Yeah, it's uh, she's she's got the coolest moves, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, my son, uh, I played this with my son, and we'll, you'll find out that experience a little later, but, <laughs> but he played as Blaze okay. the, the whole time. Gotcha. He always likes a speedier character. Oh, understandably so. Now, if you press the jump button and then in the air attack, you do your jump kick. Yes. And and again, I think they're all different strengths based on your power. Yeah, and you do have different jumps. So. Yeah, and uh, Adam just does like a fl- jumping kick. Yeah, good range, man. Good long, good long yeah. legs. Axel does a like a flying knee. Yeah, which yeah. kind of blows. Yeah, but you know, I find that I do those moves the most when I'm spamming the edge of the screen. Waiting for guys to oh, walk back on. I gotcha. So it doesn't, doesn't really matter. And of course, what the coolest move is Blaze, and she mm-hmm. does a 360 degree reverse kick. Yes. Spinning around there. Looks pretty awesome. Heck yeah. And then if you attack and jump at the same time, yeah. you do your rear attack. Yes, which, which uh, is a big, big help in this game. I, yeah, I didn't use it a lot at first, but I found later on where you in certain situations is really helpful, almost required. Yes. And, you know, the inclusion of this takes care of one of my biggest problems in a lot of brawlers. And that is that, you know, so many games um, were designed for the arcade. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there is points where there's just no way to turn back and forth quick enough yeah, to not yeah. take a hit or two. Yeah, and I mean, it's a cool way to, do, you know, uh, Double Dragon 2 kind of dealt with it differently, where, mm-hmm. you you know, your attacks are oriented different ways, depending on which way you're right. facing. You had your front and back attack, but this, uh, I, I kind of like this better. I but, agree. And then if you're Adam, you do a jumping reverse kick. It's pretty sweet. Axel does a backwards, like, fist hit, kind of Batman style. Yeah, yeah. Batman the movie, 1989, for <laughs> yeah. those of you. And um, Blaze does a, like, a super kick Okay. behind her. So right, right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the only one I actually saw in action was uh, 
axel stones so okay and then as with many uh of these games you do have grabbing moves yeah yeah another staple of the brawling genre indeed and i found the grapple moves to be really easy to use in this game yeah um they're a big like uh part of my strategy in a lot of ways oh they were like you know in the first two or three levels the majority of my strategy yeah, and um, because you can do, like, well, you have your, first of all, you can grab them, and then start, you get, while they're grappled, you have, you can get, like, three hits off, basically, where it'll be, like, two knees, at least for Axel, mm-hmm. and then, like, a you know, slam them down, or some kind of finishing hit that knocks you down. Right. Now, to grab them, you walk up to them and kind of press down at an angle around them. Oh, is that the... That's I, the mechanic. I always, I always just, just press down. I just walked up close to people, and it seemed to, you know... Just engage. Yeah, pretty frequently or easily enough gotcha and then not only can you do your two knees and then you know slam or whatever with each character Mm -hmm. you can also do a throw yes and that's really the most important part it's very useful because it'll you know you throw the guy across the screen and you can hit other guys with the guy yeah now downside you can hit your friend or (laughs) co-player with that guy as well this is uh one of those games that you you really have to be wary of the other player Right. And you definitely set your borders up. You know, yeah, it's like, like, I'm the top. Top and bottom. Don't even or, come near yeah. <laughs> the top half of the screen. The only misery. Correct. And those throws are all pretty much the same. You know, they're all over the shoulder, overhead. Right. But Blaze is the coolest looking because she does like a full-on somersault flip. Oh, okay, cool. Throws yeah. them. So, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Now, what about the vault? At least that's how the manual calls it. Did you use this a lot where if you grab someone and then press the jump button? Only on accident. Okay. This is actually pretty cool because then you're on the other side and you're grabbing them from behind. Okay. Which is where you can do the backdrop. Yes. Which is, you know, you you grab them and slam back, kind of like a bridging suplex looking thing. And it it's, looks, it's usually really well animated. Once I started doing this more and incorporating it, like that is the strongest move you get. Like it's really strong and it helps a lot for certain enemies and such. Right. But the downside with any of the grappling moves though, is that if there's more than one enemy on the screen, like you're probably going to get hit before you can complete your throw or whatever. Yeah. Now you can be grabbed by the enemy. Yes. Yes. But uh, the good news is you can counter that. Yeah, if they throw you, um, you can press jump or up plus jump in the air, and you'll mm-hmm. land safely and not take damage. So I actually incorporated that, surprisingly enough, into a lot of my strategies. It's not too hard to hit that jump button. No, it's, yeah, you, you've got the, it's easy to do. And I guess there's also a way to reverse the throw and throw them. Now that, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I did it a few times. Okay. I can't really tell you how that happened. I know, I saw... um. In the, in the manual, too, they talk about the double leg kick, where if you get grabbed from behind, you can start, uh, I guess, pressing jump will allow you to start kicking in front of you if other guys are coming up towards you. Oh, that sounds cool. And then there's a thing that you, again, I never did this because I never got grabbed from behind when I wasn't immediately just backdropped by the enemy. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also, if you, like after the double leg kick attempt, if you press attack as soon as your feet touch the ground, you do some sort of reverse neck throw thing that I didn't do, but I guess it's pretty cool. (laughs) Sounds pretty cool. Now, another thing you can do that I did do, if you're playing two players, there are what they call double team moves. Mm -hmm. A little scary at first, because you think you're going to throw your your, your friend there. Right, right. But actually what it does is it throws you into like a torpedo type move, and it's you're invincible during it, and you attack the other players. Nice. Um, We did it a few times. Uh, You know, it was always great when it happened. We never planned to lock up. Right. For that move. But we did realize, you know, once we did on accident, don't panic, you know, just press direction and throw and then boom, you know, it's a nice little combo move. So does this seem pretty powerful then, these uh, team moves? Uh, I would say, I would say stronger than a jump kick, but not nearly as powerful as your special attack. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Speaking of which, special attacks? Yeah, let's talk about that. Now, you are given one special attack per level, unless you find some. Yeah. And the special attacks are really interesting because I'm not going to lie. I didn't really pay attention to the story of this game. Okay. Okay. Um, But I'm guessing you're doing something with the police. Well, you are ex-cops. Okay. Well, when you use your special attack, a police car pulls up to the beginning of the level. Yeah. It swings back. The camera does to the car. Yes. A guy gets out with a giant gun or rocket launcher. Yeah. And then launches some sort of rocket or, you know, a hail of bullets or whatever 
at your position. Yeah, I was curious because, you know, I only played this one player, but mm-hmm. in the manual it lists, it's like, you know, the player one's special is the napalm. Yes. And player two, it said rocket power grenades, but I didn't yeah. see the grenades, so. Oh, I did, and it's cool, but they're the exact same as far as effect is concerned. I, I figured as much. Yeah, yeah. Grenades, huh? I thought of it as more of like artillery, machine Maybe. gun. Maybe, yeah, but, I don't you know. know. <laughs> RPGs, but, man. The uh, special attacks clear out everything on the screen or do a lot of damage to, you know, the major enemies or bosses. Yeah, it's Uh, funny when they're like, you know, it it zooms back, it shows the guy shoot the missile, and then it comes back to the enemies and they're stuck in place. But sometimes they'll be like fidgeting left and right. Yes, waiting, waiting to get hit. They know. Uh, Spoiler alert. Those were the key to me beating most of the bosses in this game. uh, Some of them, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, in addition to your special attack, you can pick up weapons yeah um, um get a decent selection of pretty kind of standard brawler weapons yeah yeah. You see these in a lot of different games yeah and they they act much like many of the other weapons in other games so you have the baseball bat mm-hmm. i'm guessing it's the strongest maybe along with the lead pipe they both operate the same which i thought was a sword by the way for a lot of the oh okay i wish um mm-hmm. you know it's a really long lead pipe i'm not sure if it's it seems like it's longer than the bat yeah. I'm not sure. I, they both seem like they're coming out of your hands at a really weird angle. Yes, they do. <laughs> but either way, I mean, these were kind of the go-tos. If you get one of these, you want to hold on to as long as you can. They have Your range is so high. Huge range. But they are a little slow. You don't have yeah. a lot of time. You have, you have actually plenty of time between swings to be hit. Yeah, you've got to watch out, too. Whenever you pick these up, like... There's I, a pause. Um, yeah, I almost get, you know, you can't just grab them real quick and start, you know, you want to clear the area first. No, and, you know, this game also falls into the same trap that I feel many brawlers do. And that's where they show you and reward you with these cool items, but it's almost more trouble to hold on to the item than to use uh, it. Sometimes, I mean. Because cause... one hit will have you drop the item. And then if you go to pick it up again right away, you're probably going to get hit again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can kind of get caught in a cycle where you're like, I want this baseball bat. I want to keep it. But you're taking more damage trying to hold on to it than you would playing smart and just not worrying about it. What is it, like two or three times? If you drop an item two or three times, that's when it finally just disappears. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, ideally you want to clear the area, pick it up, and then hold as long as you can, you know. Because some of these levels you can, you know, drag it through the very end. And yeah. Helps with the boss. Now, the other two similar weapons are the bottle and the knife. They're both short-range weapons that can be thrown as well. Yeah, and the one thing I like about the bottle is when you get it, it's it's a whole bottle that mm-hmm. you break on someone's head. And I, maybe it stuns them. It said it did in the manual, but I didn't notice. It just hurts them, I think. But right. And then it's a broken bottle that you kind of stab them with. So that I like pretty that. pretty cool. I, I agree. And, and I feel the knife is, at least when you throw it, is really strong. Yes, it's, it's stronger thrown than stabbed. With. But you only get the one hit. Correct. So... And then finally, you have the pepper shaker. <laughs> it, it took me a minute to figure out what this was. Yeah. And like the knife and the bottle, you can throw it at an enemy, but it has a special power. Yeah. It'll like stun them. They get a little clouds. A little cloud they... of pepper. I guess they're sneezing so hard they cannot fight <laughs> for a few moments. It's kind of a goofy inclusion. In it, the... Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, you know, hey, whatever. So those are the weapons you can pick up. There are a couple more things you can pick up when you're rolling through these levels there are of course one-ups and you start the game with three lives yes but in the options you can change that up to seven. Oh, really yeah i didn't even i didn't look at that <laughs> i oh, knew you, you could change the difficulty but you missed out you can also change the number of lives man and i think the one up uh it's like a little it's the three characters standing yeah, there it's like a little all three of you a little crowd kind of it's kind of weird and uh, I think that's the only way to get more more men. Ah, uh, you can get them from points. You can. Yes. I wasn't sure because I really didn't notice, nor did I see any documentation anywhere I, about it. I didn't find it in the manual, but I'm almost positive that it's every 50,000 points because I was watching okay. it. Like, because, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but it was part of my strategy was farming up lives. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Since I'm too dumb to change the number. Now, you have health in this game. You've got a health bar. Mm-hmm. And... It's kind of a, it's not a number. It's not, it's not segmented. No, no. So it's, it's just kind of amorphous. Yes. And you can get apples. You can find apples on the ground or inside things. And then apples revive a bit of your health. Yeah, like a quarter. About, yeah. That's what it seemed like mm-hmm. to me. And then there's the beef. Yes, the beef on the bone. Yes. <laughs> and that's not a full refill. but It's, it's not? 
Is it? I I mean, I assumed it was, but I don't know. I haven't really. It's it's at least half. If it, not it is full. Yeah, it's a lot. It's that's what you want to look for. <laughs> and those are the only ways to refill your health, unless it's the end of the level. And at the end of the level, you will have your health refilled, and you will get your special refilled. Yes. Now you can also find a special um, throughout the level. Yeah, it looks like a little cop car. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cute. It's appropriate. Gives you one more. But by the time you start finding those in the levels, you're coming up against like little mid-bosses that you need to use them on. It, some of them, yes. And then finally, there is uh, two ways to achieve more points than just killing a, uh, an enemy or finishing a level. Yeah, you get little uh, money bags. and The gold, classic. Yeah, and gold bars, too. Also uh, classic. I think I got, I got the money bags at 1,000 points, and the gold bars are at 5,000. All right. You know, pushing you on a little closer to that free man. Oh, yeah. And then uh, one more thing to note is that there are continues in this game. If you're playing single player, you get three continues. Yeah. And if you're playing two players, you get four total to use between the two of you. I saw that in the manual. I thought it was four apiece. I didn't realize they were group continues. I'm like, man, that can be rough, especially with friendly fire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well... I think that should take us right into our next segment then. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? I have no personal history. I, I This was the first time I ever played it. Uh, same here. I've heard of uh, the Streets of Rage series. Yeah. <laughs> More so the second one. Yeah, that seems to be the big one that everybody, you but know. But since we've... Almost always played the sequels first. We thought we'd (laughs) mix it up a little bit this time. Yeah, chronological order. Mm -hmm. This was definitely a series that, you know, back in the heated days of the console wars, it was one of the few where you're like, all right, well. I concede. Genesis has this. It's supposed to be good. I don't contest it. I just didn't have a Genesis, so I didn't play it. And I'm in that exact same boat. Now, what was your more recent experience with this uh, game, The Streets of Rage? Um, I uh, I walked the Streets of Rage alone. I only played it one player, and uh, I was able to beat it. It took me four different kind of sittings. Okay. The first, uh, I mean, the first time I played through, just till I ran out of continues, and I was I got to about level six, I think. So right. And then the next time, you know, I got to the very end, but I was like, I don't have enough men left. I don't have enough lives or continue. So then it was really like the last two times I was sitting down and really trying to farm my way through the Front first. Load. Yeah, like I need to get as many lives as I can and special right. weapons. So when it finally, you know, when you get to that last level, it's tough. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say that I fought through it myself because I did <laughs> not beat this game. I did play it only twice. It was a pretty busy week here. So uh, I only had a chance to play it two times. Both times I did play with my son. So I was playing two players. And uh, the first time we gave it about half an hour. Okay. Made it, I think, to level three or so. Right on. And um, then the second time, we really sat down and we're like, we're going to do this. But we did not do it. We played for, you know, a good hour or so. And I think we got to level six or seven. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll let you know when we start going through the levels. I'll gotcha. show you where we where we were tapped out. Yeah, I mean, the friendly fire, you know, just got, got us a lot. I didn't, yeah, I, I'm sure I, I can... Um... I can easily imagine how difficult that can make things. <laughs> it can. Luckily, we were, we were still talking when we were done. And uh, no. <laughs> so I sadly did not beat the game. I did go through and watch the remainder from where I had left off to the end. Okay. And I think that with, um, you know, oh, a couple more playthroughs, I think I, we can do it. No trouble. There's There were just a few hard sticking points I found where I was like, this is just a drain on my lives, you mm-hmm. know. But, I mean, maybe... Talk about those in the general chat. Let's go. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of the show. And I just like to start by saying this is probably the best brawler to this point on a home console. Uh, Or for its age. Yeah, I can I can see that, man. If you're looking, if you're putting it in its correct timeline. Right, right. You know, if you were the kid that got Streets of Rage day one when it came out in your neighborhood. This would be it. Yeah, this is a this game is uh you know it's it's got really good graphics. I like the backgrounds a lot in this game. There's you know it's all like nighttime urban setting, but it looks very good. Yeah, and there's a lot of little touches that kind of they bring in for one level or two. Yeah, and I think the sprites are all pretty decent looking. They're yeah. not extraordinary, but but your main characters, yeah, uh, they look great and their animations are wonderful. Yeah, actually, you get 
pretty good animations for most of the, even the enemy sprites. The most of them. Downside is that there's only like five. Maybe yeah, six. there's like five or six enemies plus the bosses. Three. And and when you say bosses, there's only what four bosses? Yeah, I mean, and three of them you see at least twice. Yes, they. Well, you see them all at least twice. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> but uh, you know, and they're. Whatever they're, they look good enough, but they're not, you know, I don't know, they're not as super awesome or extraordinary, you know. Now, one thing that did really surprise me about this game was the music. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it is, you know, Yuzo Koshiro, so who has a title credit on the title screen. I was really surprised, like, where it's like 1990 or 91 Sega. I'm sorry, and, I left that out of my uh, little history section. And it, it even says Yuzo Koshiro is credited himself, where I've ne- I don't recall ever seeing, especially back then, like right. anybody's name, especially a composer. So Golden Boy Yuzo is uh, you know really jamming out. It's some good, very early 90s like dancey kind of techno. Yeah, I, I love it, man. <laughs> um, it really, it's really. Uh, it's like a time capsule musically for me. And oh yeah, I mean it, it channels a lot of like CNC music factory. Yeah, yeah, or that kind of groove. <laughs> and not only that, but it's like you know this is on the Sega Genesis, which you know it sounds like almost sample quality. You yeah, know? and that was one thing that really blew me away is that it doesn't have a lot of that classic Sega sound. And I like that, and I know you do too. That FM chip they used. Yeah, I was really surprised and amazed at how they use that sound card or whatever it is to make this soundtrack. It, yeah. it, it sounded very, I don't know, contemporary with what would be on the radio almost, not yeah. just chip tunes. Yes. And, you know, we kind of, you know, we already talked about the fighting system, but, you know, I felt like it's a good, it's easy enough to use and it adds, you know, it adds enough gameplay, you know, to, to brawling. Right. Because I feel like that's the mission almost all brawlers were at was, is to disguise how, inanely repetitive the gameplay is where you're just walking and just beating up yeah. guys left and, and right that's why you know personally the ones that take after river city ransom are my favorite that's yeah they, high watermark <laughs> yeah because they they found the formula you know i wouldn't put that as a brawler along with the other games it has too many rpg elements and well, stuff it's like, like that. you gotta have there are other ones later you know where you'll you'll see brawlers that start to incorporate rpg elements or kind of mm-hmm. like here like street fighting game elements or right just and something for you me know? you got you got to have something else you can't just have my punch my kick both together are my jump kick and right. now i'm gonna fight wave after wave of guys and this game does a really good job of of making that varied and even with the, the two buttons you're using right right it's pretty amazing I mean, I guess three for your special, but... I really feel like the special could have been put on the select button. Yeah, I mean... And then... You could have got away with this with a two-button controller. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, they are dealing with, you know, the the great Sega three-button controller at the time, so somewhat limited there. But either way, I mean, they I think they worked, they crammed a good amount of gameplay into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, thanks to that creepy ah scream... Uh, We've broken into our next segment, which is the manual time. I tried about four times to come up with a witty segue, and none came. So, Nick, how was the manual in this game? Uh, it's pretty decent manual. Um, it's 20 pages, black and white. There's no artwork, so but it does have a lot of screenshots, so okay. you're at least getting visual representation of the gameplay. Um, it goes through in a pretty good detail all of the stuff we already talked about, the fighting moves, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah weapons and stuff i mean it, it just uh, it's nothing too special but it does its job you know okay it does have a little bit about the story which is you guys you know the city's just totally corrupt okay including the police so that's why these the uh, three characters all you know they quit the force because they're gonna oh, yeah. fix it on the right or the wrong side of the law i guess or whatever now, what year does this take place in I'm not sure. I'm guessing 1990 or it, you know to me it has so. kind of like a little bit of a cyberpunk edge to it i can yeah i mean I certainly don't think cops were driving around with bazookas uh, in the in the early '90s. I mean, well, maybe in Detroit, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, and I guess that other dude is just like your buddy, or he's one of the few good cops on the force. So the one in the car. Yeah, who comes and okay. so he's actually, you know, he's wasting taxpayer money with those grenades and uh, napalm. Hmm. If you think about it. Well, good thing we're not in uh, Mike Hagar's city. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't. Uh, he'd crack down on that wasteful spending. Yeah. Hands. Yes. And, you know, so that's about it. Uh, it doesn't have a memo, but it does have a little, 
one of the classic Sega chart slash grid scorebook things at the mm-hmm. end. Well, which we did forget to mention. Uh, this game does have a score that uh, is at the end of the game finalized, and you get to put in your initials. Oh yeah, it does have a top score thing. Yeah. So I guess if you really were proud of that top score, you could you know commemorate forever here on that that back page. Yes, and uh, well, and not only that, you can write your name, your score, and then there is a yes or no success block where you can oh, circle yes or no well if you beat the game <laughs> yeah so and fair enough that's pretty I, I interesting like that yeah it, it's just uh it's an interesting choice very charming all right well nick i think it's time we take this game level by level and well i have to say there's not a whole lot to the levels of this game. Now, I mean, most brawlers are this way, so. Yes, and the game starts, you are on just a city street. Yeah, in fact, that's uh, the manual gives the name, City Street. Okay. You walk past the uh, Pine Pot Diner. Yeah, there's lots of, you, there's a lot of little, uh, like, storefronts there. You know, you're kind of in like a strip mall looking area on the city, by a city street, uh, you know. It's it's pretty good looking stuff. I mean, you get a couple cars in the foreground, uh, trash cans and stuff. You'll find destroyable telephone booths. And the destroyable objects are different in each level. Yeah, and that's where you'll find your items hidden in there, besides weapons you can get from enemies. Right. Now, you cannot pick these up and throw them like in some games. No, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but they are just destructible, you know, things in your way. Sometimes they're they're moving, but that's for later levels. Yeah. Did you say there was uh, names of the instruction manual? Enemy names? Uh, no, there's not. There's no enemies. Okay, well... Sorry. <laughs> so I made up some names um, for these guys. There's the sleeveless denim guys. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They're just normal dudes. And there's the They're mohawk your, dudes. The sleeveless denim guys are your most basic standard enemy. Yeah, and you will fight four, probably four or five palette swaps of them. Different upgrading colors. I thought you were going to say four or five hundred of them. Over well, of course, this game, which would I, be accurate. I think so. Um, now, you will fight a palette-swapped version of every one of these enemies we'll talk about as you go through the game. Which is kind of a genre st- staple, you know. Most Ag- Agreed. And they do take the time to kind of give them different weapons or sometimes items. So yeah. that's nice. And then you you also have the kind of, um, what's the other character? What do you call him? The Mohawk guys? The Mohawk They have guy, like yeah. a purple Mohawk. And yes. They, I mean, sleeveless shirts, looking weird, pretty cool. They look kind of futuristic, vesty. Yeah, that's part of what I thought about like the cyberpunk thing. Maybe. The, the enemies have this kind of weird future punky look to them. I can see that, man. I, I don't know what the... I'll have to check the, the manual again, see if it dates it. Okay. So you have to fight a bunch of these guys. You know, you go deal with your uh, phone booths. There's no, um, nothing crazy happening in the background of this level. Yeah, no, I'm, no big, um, effects, nothing to really make it stand out. Yeah, sadly. It's, it's just, you know, stores. I mean, the graphics are good. Mm-hmm. They um, are good and detailed. And you will see a few more like of the five or six actual monsters. There, there's those like Kung Fu dudes, you know what I'm talking about? They do the kicks. Yes. They have like kind of gray outfit here. And it's, it's a kind of a traditional Kung Fu outfit. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And uh, then there's the ladies who I called Ms. Bison because they look just like M. Bison, but female. You know, you they're know, in that red suit with the hat. And they have whips, too. So it's a dominatrix thing going on. But. Right. Yes. Since it is a home console release, it looks like at one point they were maybe flesh toned in certain areas that were later not. <laughs> yeah. Well, to make them now, just wearing, you know, like long pants and tall boots at the same time. Indeed. So, yeah, you'll see all kinds of people to beat up on your way through the city street. And at the end, you'll come to a big, weird-looking boss. Yes. Or, in the case of a two-player game, double of this big boss. That blows my mind. <laughs> yes. Um, Boomerang Man. Yeah. I just called him Boomerang. He's a Really big... tall, bigger sprite than you. Yeah. And well, it's like his arms and legs, um, they remind me of these other enemies, the juggler dudes. Yeah. I dislike know... both of them for the very reason you're about to mention. <laughs> They're like, their arms and legs are all constantly bent. It's like, they look like they could be 12 feet tall. Yes. But they're all hunched down into They are constantly, <laughs> awkwardly hunched together in a way that just is a little unnerving. Yes. Um, More what... so with the, the juggling guys we'll get to. I think they start I, next level. I but... hate them so much. Oh, yeah. Uh... But these bosses, uh, again, now you will at some point in your first one or two playthroughs accidentally hit your special attack button. Yeah. But you'll soon learn that that button is precious. 
And yeah. it must be protected at all costs. Never touch that shiny red button. No, <laughs> just, it's a black button. But don't ever touch that button until you get to the boss. It's very important. You want to save it, um, especially if you're almost... Like, if you're like, I'm about to die. I mean, really, this is anywhere. If mm-hmm. you die, you lose your special anyway, so you might as well just use it right away. Correct. You'll get another one when you respawn. But I found that the bosses are very uniquely uh, weak to the special. I mean, it does a ton of damage. On yeah. these guys, two specials kills them. And, you know, and you can tell because the bosses do have a life meter that you can see when so, you fight them. Yes, when you get to the boss, the music changes, and then the word boss appears. It lets you know with a life bar. So that's pretty, that is pretty nice. But uh, yeah, this guy, I mean, pretty much, I just walked up to him and attacked him. I was able to combo him down pretty hard. We both used our specials back to back and he was gone. Oh, okay. I mean, I usually start off the battle with it, you know, where I'm like, boom, special. So I don't forget and get killed on accident and then move in for the kill. And then we didn't say that the boss has its health bar, but I think we forgot to mention the enemies. You do not see their health. Correct. Yes. Yes. The standard enemies. Uh, Again, not. Not, I had no trouble with this boss. No, yeah, so he's pretty, pretty easy. Take it out. Uh, there's no flashing, no explosions, just gone. And uh, pretty unceremoniously, you get a little tally where it takes away, like... It gives you points. Or points oh, for your... We also didn't mention the timer. You do have a 50-second timer in this game, but it refreshes every time you die. Okay. So, I it only... There was one point where it did get me. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll talk about that later, because... I was fighting a later boss very slowly. But. Okay. Yeah, so you get that little tally of your points there. But uh, I would have really liked a cutscene or even just a yeah. just a shot of something. Yeah, something. Because they gave us some good ones at the end. But, you know, after yeah. that, you move on to round two, the inner city. Yeah, you've got, a, you know, this area you see a lot of, like, chain fences, dilapidated brick buildings with graffiti. and Well, and what's cool is you get your first, like, effect. Uh, there's, like, a wind yeah, with the little Blowing paper through. sheets. So papers blow through. And then some of the posters on the walls, the corners are kind of curling in the wind oh, and getting yeah. a, a little bit of a rustle from that wind. Nice. I really, the touches like that like, are the things that really blow me away in some of these older games. It's the little things, man. Yeah, I mean, and the whole backgrounds in this area um, are cool. It's kind of, you're getting more into like the dirty part of the city, yeah. maybe alleyways kind of feel. Yes, and uh, you will also be finding your items in, um, like, steel drums, oil drum barrel things. Very classic. You see those in a lot of beat-em-ups, so attack them and get your items. And then also in this level, you get your first juggler, uh, the torch jugglers. Yes, uh, these guys are disgusting. I don't like them. I don't like the way they move. No, they move in a very gross and kind of twitchy, jumpy manner. Yes, and they're, they're, I mean, they'll throw these torches at you that they're juggling. They have a weird, like, you can... You know, if they throw one, I think you can punch it and it'll okay. go away. Well, what's confusing is that a lot of times they're juggling these torches in front of them. And yeah. your brain says, well, don't punch that because, you know, yeah, torches. Or, you know, later on, I think there's ones with blades. But you can. You can just punch them right through their juggling into their face. That's what you got to do. Just get in there. I like to grab them. I was them. a jump kick on these guys. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, just because actually I was afraid of their juggling at first. So, you know, once I figured that out. I didn't, so maybe it's not really a good <laughs> strategy now that I think about it. Well, these are guys where it's it depends. Like they're not that aggressive, so if there's other enemies on the screen, I would usually try to kill them, beat up the other ones as fast as I could, so I could just do. You know how earlier I mentioned where I'm like, you start the combo and then delay for like a second and keep starting it over. There, you can essentially stun lock them. So that's what I would do against these guys. All right. If I didn't have like a pipe or something to just whack them. Uh, there are a few big old pieces of meat through this level, so you know health levels shouldn't go too low. And then uh, the boss of stage two—I don't know what—I just called him Claws or Wolverine oh, okay. Wannabe. Or... Oh, I went with the uh, Freddy Cougar. So. Okay, I can see. But yes, the the concept is the same. There are blades coming out of his fingers, maybe a glove. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, he's a very tall guy um, with I... weird hair, um, and he does some weird like shadow moves you know what i mean where it's like he has uh duplicate shadows of himself behind him where he'll like charge down yes i don't know what that's all about Uh, now again super move two of those will take him down to about one hit okay or like one combo of hits see whenever i I never i only had one right yeah at a time but with this guy in particular do not approach him from diagonals 
Okay. He will hit you every time, and his hits are strong. Like he can. Well, he does like a big swinging arm claw. You know, yeah, it's a big swing. And again, if you're playing two players, there are two of these guys. Now, if you approach from the left or right or top or bottom, you know you're you're pretty safe. You'll be all right. I found it easier to do top or bottom because I, you know, if there's only one guy, you can just move in, grab him, start kneeing him or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know there might be minions coming in, so you have to balance your time. But if you can, I think you can. Run in and backdrop him. That's the best way. It does a lot of damage. So, And then if you are playing two players, when you do use your special, it does hurt both of them equally. So yeah, that's two for the price of that's one. That's nice, man. Again, I, I only had to do, uh, I think, one flying kick and then a couple punches. And take him down. I always and all, I would get hit every time I tried to jump attack him, too. So I just, man, I stayed on the ground for this one and tried to... And then know. again, in the two-player world, you're catching a lot of enemies... <laughs> From behind, if they're focusing on the other player. Well, and this guy... Um, Which I can imagine with an enemy like this would be very helpful. Yeah, yeah. And he um, always tries to position himself slightly up, up or down. Up you know what I mean? Where it's like, that's why, again, I was like, no, I just always come at him from right below or above and try to grab him. Well, if you grabbed him good and you defeated him, you get to move on to the beach. Yes, the beach front. Okay. This is a good looking. I mean, it's a beach. You got waves at the bottom coming in on your yeah. sand. And they're coming up and down. It's pretty cool. I, I could have seen a better effect, but, you know, yeah, I um, <laughs> appreciate them trying. Yeah. And, uh, you know, palm trees. You can see cities in the distant background. That, that and, is a very nice touch. And you get a little bit of like periodic little rain drizzles will come down, which is nice, but it doesn't right. ultimately do anything, I don't no. think. But, yeah, you know, and it looks this, good. It was a fairly, sh- I think, a little shorter level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and also, you'll find your items in uh, stacks of tires. Yeah, just as you find on the beach. Maybe this was like a, a an off-roading race yeah. was was taking place here earlier in the day. Well, something was because you know there's uh, trash like cans on the ground that will blow in the wind, kind of like yeah. roll around in the sand. At first, because I thought it was like are those actual like items, pepper shakers. Uh, nope. But hey, it's a, it's a, the details, man. Now, are there any new enemies? That we encounter on this level. I don't think so. You're going to see more jugglers again and, you know, just maybe some uh, palette swapped out guys. But at the, you will get to the end and you will fight the boss who is the ultimate warrior. At least that's what I thought it was. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, it's the ultimate warrior. Man. Yeah, I. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say. Because <laughs> uh, um, much like the real ultimate warrior, he only has two moves. So And the same outfit. Yeah, he just he does like a running kind of uppercut clothesline thing Mm -hmm. that's about all i ever saw of him because Um, uh i found this guy is very vulnerable to repeated jump kicks if you get the timing down he'll just you'll kick him down he'll stand up and run at you right away and you can just keep doing it now is this the first boss that has more than one bar of health oh i don't know um because i know well it's like they'll have like different colors that will downgrade until once you get them down to that like orange or whatever then Mm -hmm. it actually starts decreasing it may be yeah and i did find that the super move will remove that first color entirely. Okay. So, right again, on. two super moves, and it was just a series of uh, two or three kicks. <laughs> Easy peasy. And you were good to go because, again, this one does not hit too hard, I found. I mean, I, I only got hit by him once or twice, but I didn't die. I can tell he you that does, much. He has, his attacks are strong, but he's very uh, formulaic, so it's easy to stay ahead of him, I found. Okay. I mean, basically, our, our concept of a boss was... As soon as they appeared and got their health bar, <laughs> one would do one super move. As soon as they, it would recover from that second super move, and then it just kind of like, blah, like three quarters of our health, just go at it. Yeah, yeah. You only, get have, to get, you only have to get two hits on it, and then it's gone, you know. Rain down fire from the heavens. But, you know, if you do rain that fire down, you destroy the ultimate warrior, rest <laughs> in peace, you can go on to the bridge. Yeah, Um. this is a kind of a under construction dilapidated bridge or whatever uh, mm-hmm. you know you got a cool city you can see the water in the background that looks nice um you know this the city's got like that kind of gold yellow lighting like yeah i, I think it's nice it looks very detailed mm-hmm. this level has uh you know you'll see pits on the floor you and know traffic on the cones. bridge and you, yeah traffic cones and signs will hide items yes indeed and you'll fight a very special lady that's the black ms bison mm-hmm. and she's different than the other ones because you can't just punch her 
and she'll do that scream and then kneel. Yes. You have to like grab her or jump kick her or hit her with a weapon to actually defeat her. Yes. Eventually, there's a point where you have to hit five, five, four of them. Yes, which can be very frustrating. So, and one my big strategy for a lot of these levels, especially this one, is like just creep forward. And you know, I was going to lure mention out that. one enemy at a time. Cause... Yeah, I meant to mention that during uh, the earlier part of the chat. And you know, that is a standard tactic for any brawler. Yeah. But you know. A lot of these ones where you are on the razor's edge of being able to, you know, get through with your only three continues or whatever, you don't want to invite more enemies into the fight than you have to. No, yeah. Take so, them. you know, and that's a when two playering, that's another big thing. You know, it's like only one person needs to be at the front advancing. Right. So you just pull on one or two enemies at a time if you can. You got to wait for that flashing go, as per usual. But yeah, you don't want yeah. you don't want to pull in every enemy in an encounter at once if you can get around it this was a level where you, you i mean you, you have those pits so you can throw guys off and kill them right away but the same can happen to you and it did to me once so be careful be careful if you are careful though you get to the boss of this level and what a strange boss this is yeah he's a big bald fat guy who breathes fire the fire breathing man i called him karnov because i was gonna say like <laughs> karnov dude man yeah. we're on the, the wavelength tonight now this guy is pretty tricky like when i first got here he was the first where i lost a lot of lives here like where i was like well, how do you because he will just charge at you with this fire and you'll just get hit like there's no way you can it's really tough to actually hurt him so i know broken record double special attack <laughs> uh we had the same problem but if you do that team throw move you're invincible through the fire oh so that was uh that was nice. our, our our special trick on beating this guy my or, i'm uh... sorry both of this guy because there's two of them spewing fire which made it like way crazy that's horrible because he gets moving fast man. yeah he tears across that screen like uh do not try to throw him he will crush you you will fall down and take damage he's too big um so what was your tactic then i would try to lure him around to where he would start a charge and then he would kind of i would be kind of behind him so he would like clip down at an angle and then I could start uh, hitting him and attacking his, you know, his back so that he would just start taking damage. And if you actually are able to knock him down, you can get on him right away and start attacking right when he stands up. You can usually catch him as well. But I wasn't really that comfortable here. Uh, like, I, I can't just whoop this dude's body anytime I wanted. You know, right. I definitely was using special attack right away, trying to get him down, you know, to, till later. But he's, he's not impossible, and uh, you can defeat him. And when you do, you find yourself on a boat. Yeah, a boat that is on some very rocky waves. Yeah, well, it's it's also, this level is known in the manual as aboard ship. Okay. The interesting thing is that the entire screen or playing field is rising and lowering with the yeah, waves. Yeah, and... Um, I feel like if you got motion sickness, this level might give you a little time. I like, too, how it's like you'll have the open background where you mm -hmm. can see the city, but there's also, like, walls with windows you can see through and still see the background. It's... It looks good. Yeah, yeah. This is a cool level. It looks really nice. Uh, it's not a horribly long level either, which is great. No. Um, you'll find items in those vents that stick up out of the... I don't know what those are called, but they're on boats. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're those the vents. <laughs> Air vents, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in cartoons, you take the grate off and you go down them to get <laughs> to get into the boat. Well, it's... Secretly. A, yes. So, yeah, you battle your way across this boat. Um, along the way, you will fight an Ultimate Warrior mini-boss. Yeah. He's uh, exactly the same. Not too bad. No. But who this... is bad? <laughs> it's the real boss, which is or the Kung the... Fu Girls. Bosses. Yeah. And man. So do you have so... to fight four of these? No. There's oh. now, now we're down to just two. So it's kind of weird. So anytime there is supposed to be two, there's, th there's only, two. only two. Okay. Okay. I was like, but man. The other key factor is so far, every boss you fought has been like this extremely large sprite. Bigger yeah. than you. Big, like, ogreish. And now there's, like, these two girls that are similar in size to you and very demure. They, I think they might be palette swaps of Blaze, but different color. You know what I mean? Because they're, like, green at this. I, I didn't, I just now thought of that. But either way, they are really tough. Uh, yeah, they will just throw the living crap out of you. They, If you get close to them, they will throw you. Um, they do jump kicks. Um, mm -hmm. I was never able to reliably be able to punch them, Uh or even really jump kick them. I, honestly, the best thing I could do is I would go stand and turn away from them. And usually one of them is the jumping kick one. And one uh -huh. of them will just walk towards you. So I just, I fought them with only using the back attack the whole time. Oh, wow. 
It's the only way I could reliably hit them. It doesn't do a lot of damage, so it takes a long time. And this is the first time where I was like, I've ran out of time. Oh, you died. Yeah, which doesn't make you start the level over. It just kills your guy and right. you start over. Well, so. and when you, we didn't mention this, when you die, when you respawn, it knocks down every enemy on the screen, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really nice little breather. So, yeah, the first time I got through here, I died, like, four times. I You know, just special weapons galore every time I could, like, you know. Yeah. They're they're really tough. They're um, you know, by what, far the hardest thing in the game, I think. Now, two player definitely easier because you can double team one of them. Right. If you right. do that, then it kind of gets around the fact that they can throw you insanely easily. We made that mistake the first oh, time, splitting man. up and trying to each take one. Right. Didn't work, and that way we're like, let's just both. You know, I don't care if we hit each other. Let's just go after this yeah, guy and yeah. <laughs> clear one out. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. And apparently, the ship is going to a factory. Yes, because you beat those two ladies to a pulp. Sorry, ladies. And you are in the factory. And the factory is really cool looking. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, it's a lot of, you know, classic factory stuff. you got conveyor belts. Some, and some this of those is presses. the first area where there are environmental hazards. For, yeah. You know, you got the conveyor belts that will slow you down or speed you up. Classic. And then also you have, you know, a press that's coming from the ceiling that can hurt you or the enemies, which is very nice. Yes, I like the way that this kind of looks like a workplace as opposed to a lot of other, like, industrial areas. It would just be, like, pipes and steam or, right. you know, in other games. But this one's, like, caution signs and, like, fence. Like, uh, just little details that kind of look like a real a real factory. I yeah, guess. it's very fleshed out. I, I like that a lot. The, the items here are in wooden crates and... Uh... You do fight the uh, oh, what fire, a boss! Fire breather's back, man. Yeah, and uh, that's just what a bummer. What a bummer seeing him again. It sucks, man. This is where I used a, a mid-game, a mid-level special attack. Oh yeah, had to go for Whittle it. Whittle him down a bit, man. Had to go for it. But the good news is, I think there is a, another special pickup. Yeah, somewhere later in this level. I think so because I know when you get to the boss, he's. Well, it's two of the claw guys again. Again, and if you've already fought two of the claw guys, you're like, okay. But I think they have an extra bar of health now they did not have uh, before. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, this is where I'm like, if you can hold on to your two specials, it's nice to blast them here. Yeah, because that will take them down to about you know a quarter of a of a bar. Yeah, and then just a couple hits and they're good. That's the thing, man. The boss is like. They're, they're not that complicated, but they just do so much damage. That That's their real, like, mm -hmm. you know. They're not hard to take. They're not, they don't always have a lot of health. It's just getting those hits in without getting hit yourself is the key. The key factor. Yes. Now, if you can destroy both of the Freddy Krueger-esque men. Clawful. Then you will find yourself in a whole new type of level. But yet a classic trope of the yeah. brawling genre. Yeah. You are now on an elevator. A freight elevator. Going up. Yeah, it's a green elevator on the outside of like a building. Yeah. So you're going up. Um, now, um, you can see other buildings in the background as you scale this up. This was the end of our playthrough. Okay, okay. Because there is one factor that if you're not careful, it's quite easy to jump or be thrown off the side of this elevator. Um, yeah, this is... Uh... It's a tough area. I I, w I never actually got thrown off, but mm -hmm. I threw a lot of people off. Like that's, that's what that's I was. The <laughs> that's the tactic because uh, now if you jump off or you're thrown off, that's just a life gone. But if you do the same to an enemy, it's it works over, the man. same way. They they have no life. They're gone, and you can kind of like knock guys into guys that fly off. So it, it's really satisfying. Yeah, it's uh like the elevator will stop four times, so you get four waves of enemies. I'll just keep coming out, and if you're real fast on your grabbing and throwing, like you can. You can throw most of them off instantly. Mm -hmm. um, this is also one of my favorite areas to use the special attack. Yeah. Because he's a million miles away down right. on the street. It zooms all the way down, all yeah. the way over to the left, shoots it, and then comes all the way back up. So <laughs> I thought it was really funny. It was like long range, man. It's pretty awesome. And then, uh, I hate to say it, but this is your last time. But you will be able to use the special. Yeah, so don't hold him back here. That's the most don't. heartbreaking thing about... The next level, there's no boss here either. No, but you are treated to a beautiful view of the skyline once you get to the top of that elevator. Yeah, yeah. So that was a nice little touch they didn't have to do, and I really appreciate that they did. Because after this, you are at the final level of the game. Yes, the Syndicate Headquarters. And what a fancy headquarters it is. It is a luxurious building interior, man. There's mm -hmm. golden statues and pillars and... Yes, velvet, you know, everywhere you can see. Fancy food carts with... Uh... 
Now, some of them are going to be running at you, rolling at you, should yeah. I say. So watch out. But they're not. They're just a tap of the attack yeah, button. Just punch them. Uh, you, those, those also hide your items as well. But there um, is another big change to this level. And what's that? And that is that you are no longer walking from left to right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You now are walking from right to left. That's right. Just to keep you on your toes, mix things up a little bit. Yeah, you're basically this level is a long slog of uh it's a bar, boss rush as well you're gonna fight all the bosses well, again but not one after another at least no they They're, do they do space them out and they do give you a, a, some rewards in between yeah so you, it's not you know just a horrible slog and get life and such but this is where you get to the end you know you fight all the bosses you get mm-hmm. to the door you got to fight those stupid kung fu girls again yeah this is the worst man this is where my big sticking point the last like three nights where i was like i kept playing I would get here, and it was like, I, I could always beat them. Right. But they're a lot harder because, A, no special weapon now. Right, none at all. And the, But it was just like, Which makes how sense. much life do I have to lose here before I get to the actual final boss? Right. It's really, really tough. And once you've defeated them, you are now in the chambers of the final boss. Yes, a big towering ogre of a businessman or i guess online he's known as mr x okay i did see some names but i was like there weren't the manual or the game so i didn't know where they came from he is a very stereotypical looking mobster he reminds me of i don't know if you've seen the latest or later series in venture brothers there's the evil mobster dude monstroso who's like a giant devil lawyer guy no but he does look like a character straight out of dick tracy <laughs> yeah okay I can, I can see that and he's unique Amongst the bosses, because he has a weapon that is ranged. He has a gun. Is yeah. it a Tommy gun or just a machine gun? I, it looks like it's some kind of machine gun. I it's thought, a machine but... gun of some sort. Yeah, he's like, when you first come in, he's sitting in this throne and kind of passively waves his hand and some enemies come and attack you. And, and they're not too bad. Yeah, sure. there is a pipe on the floor, too. Yeah. So I try to hold on to that as long as I can. But once he stands up and starts rolling in, then it's a weird... Because he shoots the gun at this like angle where it's like on the Z-axis, like towards the screen almost. He shoots straight down, and then he swings the gun up so it is uh, parallel with the bottom of the screen. Yeah. So you get a full spray of bullets, and they're, they are a weird pattern to try to get through. Like, I, I didn't get hit by it as often as I felt like I should have, kind of. Like, I didn't... Uh... I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I still had some tough, some difficulties with him. The main thing I would do is if you can get him trapped in a, a jump kick loop like uh, the Ultimate Warrior can, where you just keep jump kicking because he'll stand up and run at you as soon as he does. Like, oh, okay. So I could do that for a while. Eventually, he'll get out of it. He'll start shooting or something. and Or, you know, other enemies will give me trouble. But that was my main strategy against him. I'd try and do as much damage as I could with the pipe mm-hmm. before I lost that as well. Now, we did forget to mention that right before this boss, there is a little bit of a scene. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, uh, the evil Mr. X asks you if you want to join him, basically. Okay. And if you say yes, I guess it, I didn't, uh, it takes you back to level six and you have to fight your way back up from, uh, I, maybe it's a higher difficulty level. I'm not sure, but I know if you do, then he's like, you beat him and you take over the evil crime syndicate so that's which is pretty pretty awesome now if you're playing two players apparently if one of you chooses yes and one chooses no you fight each other yes which is awesome too man that is (laughs) so cool like i so wanted to spring that on my son sadly i did not get to at least at this point (laughs) but man what a cool concept yeah and uh i guess if you both pick yes Uh then you both get sent back okay and you can get there and then you have to fight each other okay so Either way. But uh, you get to, if you say no and battle him down, you will get the ending, which is, uh, you know, it's mostly just credits with some kind of wordless cutscenes. Yeah, you you get to see them, like, uh, walking out of the building. They're like, you know... Uh, I think high five in the other cop. They dude. see the cop in the car, and they're like, what's up, brother? We did it. They did it. Blew up the city. Uh, you do get some credits. Yeah. And uh, and get a sunset, an animated sunset, man. Yeah, I I was jealous I didn't see it in, in real life. I, you know, talking about this game makes me want to go back and really <laughs> beat it for reals. And then after that, soft reset, straight to that classic Sega logo. Yes, sir. Well, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review segment. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with uh, four categories, with each category having a range of score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. So how did you score this, uh, bad boy? 
I gave the graphics and sound a 4.0. I did the same. Um, I said that the graphics were great. Killer sprites. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, your animation is really awesome, and the music is just, it kicks butt. But the one thing that keeps it from being any higher is the sound effects themselves. Oh, not a fan. Sometimes they're a little shrill. I mean, as can be the case with uh, Genesis titles. That's, yeah, that's but true. the problem is, is sometimes they're just way too repetitive. Yeah. Like, if you're jump kicking an enemy or a boss, like, you're hearing that noise, like, <laughs> over and over again. And it's right. pretty maddening. Yeah, I, I can see that. And my only real dig is that I'm like, there's not a big variety of enemy sprites. And yeah, that's the other my other problem is the, you you get what six five yeah, something like that. I mean they're they're good they're good for what they are and uh, and they do have great animations. Not as not as solid as the player characters, of course, but you know like the juggling looks good, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and overall, I mean, just the whole package comes together really well for me. It's just I have that one one tiny gripe. All right, now what did you rate the play control of this game? I give it a 3.5. I give it a 3.0. I think it gives you, um, especially for only having three buttons, I, I felt very in control of my character. I was able to use, like, a, it's a very simplified kind of Street Fighter light, it felt like. Mm -hmm. I was always able to do the moves I wanted when I wanted to once I figured yeah. out how to do them. I felt the game was very responsive. Uh, I was never, you know, at a loss, like, that I felt was the timing of anything was, was the fault of the game. Mm-hmm. But I did say that sometimes it can be tricky to pull off some of the specific moves, especially some of those throws yeah. and counters. Like, if you're trying to get that one specific set off, it, it was sometimes just a little tricky. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get into the heavy combo-ish stuff, but it was mostly, I don't know, just trying to grab them and backdrop them, but uh, I, I really liked it. Now, what did you rank the challenge factor of this game? Well, I I gave it a 3.0. Okay. And that, I'm I. It's a tough game. I give it a 4.0. At the end, like, the last level is a, is really hard. Like, you almost, the whole game is just trying to build up lives mm -hmm. and, you know, to, to get there. Um, and Well, I said, you know, it, it is tough. There are not a lot of continues. And then in the two-player mode, friendly friendly fire is just yeah. such a drag. I, mean, I didn't, re yeah, I, I didn't play two-player, so that would, yeah. Because not only are you sometimes hitting each other, you're sometimes throwing each other which does hurt other enemies but then they're like stuck in that animation and you're not you're not doing what you were trying to do yeah. beforehand and, and it just throws I, you out of your loop i believe as well from i think in the manual it mentions too that it's like not only are you fighting more boss characters but there's more enemies in the level so it's not right. like a lot of brawlers where it's like if you play two players it's way easier because you're you know having the enemies per character but it's tough and finally we are at theme and fun yeah, I gave it a 3.5. As did I. Nice. I said the theming's great. You know, the levels definitely reflect where you're at and what you're doing. And there's always a nice little touch or two that just kind of rounds it out, makes it feel more fleshed out and, and full. It would have been nice to have some interstitials or even, you know, a lot of games where it's like, or Contra, at the end of the level, you're like, I'm going through this door into this place. Or... Yeah, and just one shot or uh image i think would have done a lot for me to knock it up a notch as well yeah you know just to have something tying each level together a little better but fun wise you know this game is uh a little repetitive but there's just enough differential combat to keep it fun yeah that's the key is that uh, the variety of your moves allows it masks the inherent repetitiveness of, of right. the brawler you because know? in the early part of the game you're going to be throwing a lot but by the later part of the game not so much. You're going to be relying more on counters and these other moves. So it definitely works you through the cycle of moves, and that's very appreciated. And finally, Nick, should. Should you play this game? I think you should. I'm, I was uh, kind of skeptical at first because I'm just like a brawler. I mean, I like some, but as a genre, I'm just, I felt like it kind of blew up around the time where I was getting into Street Fighter, so I've always been kind of dismissive of it mm -hmm. after that. But this game, uh, it's, it's really good, it is fun to play, and it gives you enough to, to do. So, yeah, you yeah. should play it. I was on the fence. Um, but ultimately, I did say, yeah. Especially if you like a good co-op beat-em-up, you know, a nice mm -hmm. two-player brawler. This is the kind of game that I feel like you and a buddy could, could spend a, a couple weeks to really refine your game on and, and make this a game that is one you guys have and one you can beat. Crush it, yeah. I'm also very, I'm, I'm excited to play the other ones in the series now, too. So. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing. You know, this has me primed for the future episode, Streets of Rage 2.
Next week's episode will be our 50th episode, and therefore will be a very special game to both of us. Yes. We will be playing The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and it will be part one of a two-part series. That's right. So we're really looking forward to that. And remember, folks, if there's anything that we forgot or stuff you'd like to add or just want to chat, hit us up at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Of course, you can always like the show on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Leave a message. Talk to us about Link to the Past. What was uh, your specific memories of that game? You can subscribe to the show on Twitter at Cart Command. Please, please subscribe to the show with any podcasting device you may be using on your person now or in the future. Grab a friend. Tell them to listen. Yeah. But we must thank our wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Because it is those fine folks that make this show physically happen. Yes, they are all awesome. We have no rage. No rage for any of them. No. But streets full for those fools that... No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! Well, that ah leads me to ask you one very specific question, Nick. Oh, I've got an answer. Was the manual to Streets of Rage as, I don't know, what? would you say the manual to Streets of Rage? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> Hold on, one more time. <laughs>